Dennis and Barbara Rainey prayed together every night before they go to sleep. At first, Dennis was the only one who prayed aloud, but that soon changed. I just wanted to participate because it's a conversation between us and God together, the three of us in a sense. And so I just wanted to join in that relationship and in that process. Welcome to the Barbara Rainey Podcast from Ever Thine Home. We want to help you be changed by Jesus, which will in turn transform your home. Thanks for listening. You know, there are a lot of things that promise to help strengthen your marriage. An article on Bride's website focuses on arriving and leaving rituals, talking about your day together, going to bed at the same time, things like that. Those are all really good ideas. Well, for years, Dennis and Barbara have challenged couples to pray together daily. Dennis says it's an important ingredient of a healthy marriage, although forming the habit can be hard. One of the biggest obstacles to praying together has been couples who've started but have stopped, and they don't know how to start praying together again. And as a result, they let guilt get them, and they never pick it up again and begin praying as a couple. The Rainies have been married since 1972, and they can probably count on one hand the number of days they've not prayed together. Here's Barbara. I think part of the reason we haven't gotten out of the habit is that we never made it really complicated, and we never made it something that was going to take a long time. We always knew that we would pray together, even if it was just a very, very short two or three sentence benediction. So because of that, we never got out of the habit of praying together. Some nights that's all it's been. In fact, many nights that's all it's been. We've been too tired or it's been too late or... Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's an acknowledgement of who God is, of His ownership of our lives, that He is the center of what we're all about, and that we recognize His authority. And it's really interesting that that benediction, even though it's a tradition, and, and some nights may be, I hate to admit this, but some nights may be not a wholehearted prayer. It just may be a habit that is, Lord, we're exhausted. We love you. Good night. But our hearts are our hearts are in it. It may be a habit, but our hearts are surrendered to the Lord. Even if it's short, we're we're coming to Him as children. We're saying, Lord, we're just overwhelmed with life, and we're exhausted, and we're going to bed, and we love you. Good night. Kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But it still is a reflection of of our hearts being His and wanting to please Him with our lives. We asked, in most marriages, who has the greater desire to pray, the husband or the wife? I think think it would be the wife. Ditto. And how would Barbara counsel a wife who's frustrated at the lack of prayer in their marriage? Uh, I think I would encourage her to pray for him that he would have the desire, that he would be challenged, that he would hear the idea from someone besides her, where he could begin to think about it. And I think that in the appropriate time, and it may be after a long time of praying for him, she might feel that it would be okay to mention it to him, to say something very non-threatening, very supportive and encouraging that would be something like, you know, I'd really like for us to pray together. Would you mind if I I said a prayer at night, or would you mind if we read this book together, or something that would help him in a way that didn't take over and take charge? 
Dennis recalls an email he once received from a listener to Family Life Today. And she said, uh, I heard the familiar voice of Dennis Rainey on my car radio, and he was making a challenge to married couples to make a pledge that they would begin praying together every night, starting tonight, for the rest of their lives. That moment in my car, I promised God that I would do that very thing. When my husband and I went to bed that evening, I shared with him the promise I made to God. To my disappointment, his reply was, I'm happy for you. That was not what I expected. However, I told my husband I wanted to keep my promise to God and proceeded to pray out loud. Since that night nearly two years ago, there have only been rare occasions when I have not prayed in bed with my husband. It saddens me that he does not pray too, yet I am thankful that he respectfully listens. One day I feel certain that he will join in with me. I read that for two reasons. Number one, I think it gives credibility to what Barbara is saying. It is usually the wife who desires this spiritual intimacy and who's most uh, spiritually receptive to begin the process of praying. But secondly, I read that because I do think one of the things a woman can do is ask her husband for permission to begin to pray over him over their lives and over their marriage together, and perhaps on that occasion say, I would really like this to be something that you do with me, but I'm willing to wait until you're ready to join in. But begin the process of praying. If he doesn't like it out loud, then praying silently for him, for your marriage, and for your children. I think sometimes we're wanting to achieve the major objective, and God puts before us an opportunity to begin something very significant, but it may begin very private. It may not be out loud, but it can be something you can do even if your spouse is unwilling to at this moment. Barbara warns a wife to watch out for a sense of superiority. Absolutely, because it's very easy, I think, for wives who are more interested in spiritual things than their husbands to feel spiritually superior. And that's a real dangerous place to be because then all of a sudden you begin to become critical as a result. So who then is more likely to feel intimidated by the prospect of praying together, the husband or the wife? I think it's more likely for the husband to be intimidated. And I would agree with her a second time. And the reason is, is it's a man's pride of making a mistake of not saying the right words, of not knowing how to talk with God. In fact, one of the the women who responded to an email that I sent out uh, said this, I would encourage any couple to learn to pray together, even if it feels awkward at first. My husband often felt that he wasn't good at praying, but I encouraged him to just talk to God like he talks to me. It's really interesting. I heard from another man who who asked me a number of questions about praying with his spouse. He said, when I pray with my wife, am I praying out loud with her? Should I be kneeling? Or can we just sit uh, on the bed? Do I say a certain prayer? I don't know how to pray in the presence of someone else, even someone as close to me as my wife. In fact, I don't really know how to say what I want to pray for. I'm that inexperienced in prayer. 
then if I tell my wife I want to do this, she'll certainly be pleasantly shocked. Prayer to her has always been something that was very private, but not an open thing. Should she pray out loud with me, or is it something that I should just let happen? I think people move off into the spiritual realm, and I think they get threatened by some of these fundamental questions. And the issue is, prayer is conversing with God. It's a sacred privilege and responsibility of a follower of Jesus Christ. And it shouldn't be entered into glibly, but it needs to be entered into much as you would enter into a conversation with another person. That husband's questions are legitimate. For example, do you have to kneel or can you sit? There are different postures in the Bible about how we're to pray. Some are kneeling, some are standing, some are lifting up hands. Others are are lying on the ground on their faces, confessing sin. There's two postures that are not mentioned in the Bible. One of them is sitting when we pray, and the other one is lying down when we pray. And how about the prayer itself? Read a pre-written prayer? Or what about being spontaneous? I don't think it matters. I would even suggest if they don't feel comfortable praying out loud, to take one another's hands and to take turns praying silently. In other words, both kneel or both uh, clasp hands and say, let's spend the next couple of moments praying together and praying for one another. When you're done, say amen. But begin that process like that of praying together. The issue is start somewhere that you're comfortable and begin to move forward from that point. And who should do the actual praying? I don't think that really matters either. I think ideally both should pray. And ideally I think both should pray out loud because I think when you pray out loud, you hear the other person's heart. You can identify with what they're feeling when they express whatever the issue is to the Lord. And so I think ideally both should pray and I think ideally both should pray out loud. But I don't think it always has to be that way. Early in our marriage, I made the mistake of being the only one praying. And at a point, Barbara said, you know, I would like to participate more in this. <laughs> and it was interesting, as a young man, the thought had never occurred to me. I didn't know what I was doing. It was early in our marriage. Do you remember when that was? Yeah, but it didn't really bother me. I just wanted to participate because it's a conversation between us and God together, the three of us in a sense. And so I just wanted to join in that relationship and in that process with you. But I wasn't necessarily offended that you were praying solely and that I wasn't praying because it was really like you were praying a benediction on us together. And so that that was okay in and of itself too, I think it grew and it has grown deeper and deeper. And I suppose over the next 20 to 30 years, if God gives us that many together, that our our marriage will grow deeper in the practice of this spiritual discipline. It's not what we wish it would be even today. We would like to grow deeper in, in this spiritual discipline. Now, I just want to say something because some folks who just heard me make the statement that early in our marriage, I was the only one praying, they were offended that I would not consider my wife's needs. Well, I just want to say the thought of her praying, that really had never crossed my mind. I just never heard of anybody doing it. And I was practicing this spiritual discipline. Like you thought you were supposed to. Like we were supposed to as a couple. Mm -hmm. And I think the point for couples listening to us today is to say, you know what? I'll take that challenge. We'll begin tonight to pray together for the rest of our lives. And if you miss a night or two, that's okay. I think that couples need a personal challenge. 
and it's not possible for me to reach through the um, the radio on the the dashboard <laughs> or in the kitchen and to uh, shake a man's hand and to say, look me in the eye, will you begin praying with your wife tonight for uh, or tomorrow morning for the rest of your married life together? Are you willing to take that challenge? And I have had a lot of fun challenging men to begin that process because I think that's all that's missing from many men's lives. They've not had an older man in their life who's talked to them practically about how they can be successful, how they can do this and and feel good about it, some ABCs of how to get started so that a man can not only step up and take the challenge, but he can also um, be successful in implementing that challenge. Barbara says that wives can initiate this too. I think that'd be fun because I think a wife can decide that she wants to pray for her husband and for her children every day for the rest of her marriage and to pray for him that he would begin to be interested in praying with her. So I think that'd be fun. And this is not the only time a person's going to pray. Exactly. I mean, both Barbara and I have our own times of uh, prayer throughout the day that we practice. This is just a cooperative, unified time when we join in prayer together. And Again, if it's a woman who is praying silently, even if it's silently for her husband, her family, uh, for their relationship, those prayers are being heard by God, whether or not the husband hears them or not. So male or female, husband or wife, the challenge is there. Pray. Pray alone. Pray together. Pray, as the Apostle Paul put it, without ceasing. And if your spouse doesn't want to pray with you, then pray on your own and know that the Lord hears you. Well, if you'd like more inspiration, consider getting a copy of the book by Barbara Rainey, My Heart Ever His, 40 Prayers for Women. And with a little adjustment, it works great for couples too. The book My Heart Ever His is available for a donation of $35 or more in support of Ever Thine Home. For more information and to make your donation, head over to everthinehome.com. That's everthinehome.com. Thanks for your support, and thank you for listening today. My name is Samantha Laux, and I hope you'll experience God in new ways in your home as you pray together on a regular basis. See you next time for the Barbara Rainey Podcast from Ever Thine Home. Thine Home.